just happened, the podcast that makes your commute suck just a little bit less. Pre-recording at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Bay Studios, recording for posterity on January 24th, 2016, to be aired on January 31st, the last podcast of the new year. Last day to pick up your W-2s. So, for those of you who has new jobs, pick up your own employees so you can get your taxes done. I'm Roddy Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. Good to be back recording an um that just happened in the FTC again since, what, Caesar's episode, right? So it's been a couple weeks yeah. since we recorded a um that just happened show. Hello. Hi, and I am the professional guest, Ryan Madigan. Welcome back. Well, it's been a while since you've been back. here, right? Yeah, it was just before Christmas. So, a, m- a month? A month? Yeah. Welcome, yeah, welcome yeah, back. Thank you. To your yeah, home away from home. Yeah, oh, yeah. you know, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel left out. I'm like, oh, the kids are growing up so fast. Oh, man. It's, it's actually very true, and we're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later on. For those of you, real quick, that uh, are on the Facebook page and stuff, I'm going to be sharing it on all the other network sites. David Merkel and I, we were hanging out here, a little jumping ahead to shout outs. We were here just hanging out and I was like, why don't we record a podcast? And he brought his hookah, so we were actually using the hookah and just did a quick one hour show. So you know, nothing long, just something to pass the time if you're in between shows right now. So make sure to keep an ear out for that. Just posted today, actually. Yeah, yeah. Thank you to Rodney for posting on the site. I wanted him to hear it first to make sure that it was to the standards of the rest of the podcast that we have on the network. I recorded it in my sound studio, so I wasn't sure how the audio was going to really end up until after the fact. It's not as good as this, but the audio is pretty not bad. Leave us some comments. Hashtag UTJH, as always. Thank you for the picture, too. Yeah, I don't know who it was, but <laughs> Google hot chick with a hookah, and that came up. Worth it. Nice. All right, so uh, jumping ahead to shoutouts. <laughs> Oh, shout out to Maria. And then shout out to David, of course, for being on the show with me for that whole thing. Shout out to my parents. Sessie's a little under the weather right now, and she puked in the van, which is awesome. And my mom was quick to clean it up. No hesitation, no ill factor. So I guess that's just a grandma thing. Yeah. And so she stepped up to the plate, helped take care of her. Do you still react to puke when you see puke? A little bit. Yeah? A little bit. How about you? Not so much. Well, yeah. see, Ceci, I think what, last week, it was the first time she's ever puked since being like an infant. Oh. Like, so for about two years, she's never puked. So, so it's the first time you there, puke just not for the sake of puking like it seems like kids do? I, I, I didn't see any of it. I didn't see it oh. when she puked the other day, and I really didn't see it today because I was actually picking up a bandsaw, shout out to my dad, for giving me a bandsaw and a, uh, a power drill to help bolt down some of Cecilia's furniture in her bedroom so it doesn't fall on her so yeah so that was cool but no i i didn't get to see any of it by the time i came back there, already had it all cleaned up ryan any shout outs no i, I mean no not really <laughs> trying to think and you know, i'm sure one will come to me later you know shout out to you guys for having me on again no problem you know happy oh. to have you of course no, thanks rodney uh we missed a few birthday shout outs uh, oh not, yeah not recording uh last week shout out to uh, my friend rachel mir danny and jimmy were born on the same day wins there. Shout out to Benny, whose uh, birthday just passed. Shout out to Chino, whose birthday also just passed. And then, um, shout out to Aubrey, whose birthday is actually today. Shout out to my mom, whose birthday is in a couple days. Our cousins, more twins, Estella and Jesse. Shout out to you guys. Speaking of Saw, shout out to uh, my friend Hacksaw, Sean, whose birthday is on the 31st. One of the podcast airs. No. No. Bonesaw McGraw. Bonesaw's ready. Gage. Alright, moving on to the podcast news. But first, theme music. Everybody's talking about my podcast. I got my podcast. I got my podcast on. Oh, 
right, podcast news. A lot of local listens this week across the country. We've got new listeners in Denver, Colorado. Congratulations to the Broncos for winning the AFC Championship. Nice to see uh, Bill Belichick lose. Yeah, but, I was uh, just talking about that earlier. But as a Bears fan, I don't want Peyton, I want to see Peyton Manning lose again in the Super Bowl just because. Go Bears. Uh, Houston, Hillsboro, uh, Lafayette, uh, Louisiana, Louisiana, Louisiana. However you want to say it. Charlotte, North Carolina. Congratulations on the Panthers. About to beat the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Well, and I hope you guys are staying warm. Yeah. We're going to get to a little bit of that later on, too. Luna listeners in Long Beach, actually. I think Long, Long Beach has been on the map before, so thanks for listening again. Thanks it's for picking us back up. Washington, D.C., internationally, Liverpool, England, uh, Zapopan, Mexico, Saltillo, Mexico, Crominia, Netherlands, Talise, Philippines, Asuncion, Paraguay, Durban, South Africa. Wow. Yeah, South Africa, wow. one of the countries that, you know, it's up there on my list of countries that I'd like to visit and get some money. And, of course, uh, shout-outs to our regular listeners in Aurora, Chicago, Wichita, Kansas, San Jose, D.C., Mountain View, California, Ashburn, Virginia, Hanover Park, Illinois, Miami, Fort Wayne, Amsterdam, and Sao Paulo, Brazil. Thank you very much. Arigato. Domo. Gracias. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the good word. Appreciate uh, feedback for those of you who've left it. And uh, tell your friends. Tell your kids. Tell your wives. Tell them that just happened. Yep. All right. Also, it's Snoop Leon. I'm sorry. Snoop Lion, Snoop Dogg, Snoop D-O-double-G, Snoop Doggy Dog, whatever you want to call him, the old fuck that still smokes weed. Whoa. He is. Have you seen his video where he narrates the National Geographic? No. Oh my God, is the greatest thing ever. I don't think... Fuck Snoop Dogg. I want to say Snoop Vader. Do we have enough audio to, to be able to... Reshoot the new... Have you, have you seen all the different incarnations? Of, well, before... We, well, I guess let's talk about that during Rabbit Hole. Okay, go. All right, well, I'm going to just saw real quick. So, Disney Junior plays some obscure Disney movies that I've never seen before. And there was one that was on yesterday that I actually really got into. It was called Tinkerbell and the Fairy Pirate. And it's about... There's blue pixie dust that they're able to churn and make into the golden pixie dust that makes people fly. Sounds like a very awkward way to put innuendo. Yep. So, a pirate fairy steals it, who was a fairy in the land of the other fairies. Steals it, takes it to her pirate ship, where there's a whole crew of pirates. You know, actual pirates, not fairy ones. And they're all listening to the little fairy, fairy pirate. I don't know why that's so hard for me to say. Um, when you say fairy pirate, I feel like it's a pirate who ships cars. They meant like a gay pirate. Yeah. Gay pirates ship cars? So then, blah, 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 all this stuff keeps happening. They try to get the blue stuff back. The pirate fairy keeps stopping them. I didn't know that fairies all have particular jobs. So that was kind of cool. Like, they all have certain talents. Like, Tinkerbell's a tinker. Oh. Fairy. There's a water fairy. There's animal fairies that you know they can talk to animals, control water, whatever. Yeah, so is it different? If it like is it like different like deities or is it different? No, it's like it's a whole race of fairies and just it's almost like communism. Like everybody has their own little fucking job. Okay, but only that one can do this. that type of thing. So is it like yeah? Is like, it like a god of war fairies? Like you know, sort of like, like, an like a tinker fairy? fairy can't talk to animals, but an animal fairy can talk. And are there multiple? Yeah. Of the fairies that could talk to animals? Correct. Okay. So then, this pirate fairy ends up being able to fuck with the dust, and she's able to change up the fairies that are going against her, change up their powers, so they're all 
freaking out. But the whole thing about this movie that I didn't realize until later on is that it's a prequel to Peter Pan because one of the pirates on the ship is James Hook. Oh. Before he gets the hook, before he gets the mustache and all that stuff. So they just keep calling Captain James, Captain James. There's one point where he walks around and he grabs onto a handle for a hook and he's trying to swipe it on. And I was like, holy shit, this is the prequel of Peter Pan. That's James Hook right there. And then, like, there's a baby crocodile is born and it swallows a clock, so that's why he's always tick-tocking. And Maria didn't know any of this shit about Peter Pan. I'm like, you've never seen Hook? And she's like, yeah, but a long time ago. I was like, well, you gotta pay attention. So then, that was actually pretty cool. There's even the whole uh, after-credits sequence where uh, he meets Smee. Oh. So that was kind of cool. And then, besides that, I've also seen part of the movie Lawless with uh, Tom Hardy and Shia LaBeouf. They're bootleggers. Oh, any good? Outside of Chicago. It's not bad, I don't know. It's, he, Tom Hardy seems like he's trying too hard to be tough in it. Like he's kind of mumble, mumbling through the whole movie. So that I don't care for. And lastly, Maria and I just started watching Firefly. Oh my god. I've seen it. Okay. She has not. So we got through the first episode and she's actually like... It's not bad. And that's the way I was. Yeah. For the first episode. I'm like, by the time he gets to the end, hopefully it hooks her. She agreed that she's going to watch all of them and Serenity. Okay. Whether it's good or bad. So I'm hoping that we're able to turn her into a brown coat. I think it was by the second episode. You know, the end of the second episode is when I was hooked. Well, the first episode's a two-parter. So I'm thinking after the entire first episode is over with because it's like an hour each episode, right? Yeah. So that's two hour long premiere episodes. Like it, it does kind of feel like it's dragging, but it's it's so much exposition. If you guys haven't seen Firefly by now, shame on you. Check it out. That's yeah. it for me. All right. Um, I just saw a whole bunch of things. Uh, let's start off with Legends of Tomorrow, the first TV episode. show, the first episode. Mm. So uh, I haven't seen that or Arrow. So I have not seen the new episode of Arrow. How's Legends of Tomorrow? It, it's all right so far. Uh, I think they're still just setting it up and. I really can't ever judge a show because there's very few shows that I've liked off the bat. Mm-hmm. You know, the only one that comes to mind is Supernatural. I've Super- never seen an episode of that show. Supernatural is probably the only show I've ever watched that within the first 10 minutes of me watching it, I just said, I'm watching this show. I'm, I need to watch this entire show. I think I was like that with The Office. I was like that with Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. The Walking, Walking Dead, Dead okay. The Walking Dead, yeah. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad got me in the first episode. Really? When he's standing there with his underwear and stuff, I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen with this guy? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I watched that, and we'll see how that goes. I, I, I can't say that I like. I really like it, or that I really don't like it, mm-hmm. but it, it's enjoyable so far. You know, I like all the actors. I know their stories through all the other shows they've been on, and we'll see what happens. Quick comic cliff notes, there is a Marvel series in the comic books called The Exiles, where it has Blink from Age of Apocalypse and different mutants from different timelines and universes coming together to jump through time in these universes to, to fight yeah. crime and rift the time stream and stuff. And so when I saw the trailer for Legends of Tomorrow, I'm like, huh, it's like just DC's version of that. You know, some, some of them are good guys, some of them are bad guys, but they have to stick together to try to fight these people. And there's one guy leading them in and out of each realm. That's one of the reasons why I'm like, eh, okay. let me see what happens. I mean, I, I do find it funny that the guy who's traveling through time... Rip Hunter? Yeah, Rip Hunter. You know, he says that, you know, I, I've gone through all of time to find you people, and yet he only picks the people from one timeline. Like, you know, like, 
you have all of time to find people. Why are you finding all the people that are from... And one of them's not Superman? If you, if you could pick all these people, and he kind of goes over that and you know, whatever, but I still think that he should have picked someone, you know, like just throw in one person from ancient Egypt or something crazy like that. The Bill and Ted approach. Yeah, exactly. You know, just, just bring someone that is not one of the main characters, or not, not quite main characters, not one of the characters from... You know, Flash or Arrow. Rip Hunter shows up in that 52, mm-hmm. and he's pretty badass in it. He'll always be Rory from Doctor Who. That's how I always think of him. When I first saw him, I thought it was pretty funny that the guy who jumps through time and space was one of the companions of the Doctor who travels through time and space. Maybe they'll bridge that gap. That would be hilarious. So there's just like a random police box in every episode or something. Like, you just in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know. That actually would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, kind of like the pineapples and psych. Do the English call it a bobby box? I think it's a police call box is what it says on there. But they call police officers the bobby, right? So can you only call police from those boxes? Uh, no. Yes. Uh, really? No. Is it? I think it's sort of like, uh, <laughs> like if you go to like on a college campus, they have like those, those rape... Areas where you can hit a button, cost some money. I think it was more before cell phones kind of thing. I think a rape box would make it a little awkward. Yeah, well, yeah I don't think they want to call things a rape box. Yeah. Blue light rape box. Speaking of which, uh, <laughs> best segue ever. UTJH, <laughs> the phone number to uh, the show. Make sure you call in. <laughs> Have you seen anything else? Um, <laughs> I watched the first season of an anime called One Piece, and that was, was that was good. You know, it got a lot of hype. Machines? No. No? It's a, a pirate who gets a special... Fairies? No. Who gets a special power to... There's essentially something called the devil fruit, and it gives you... If you eat it, you get special powers, and his thing is that he is now essentially Elastaman, or, you know, you know Mr. Fantastic, where... He just, he's made out of plastic. Like Plastic Man? Yeah, Plastic Man. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. You know, we don't need two plastic guys. No. Fucking eel. It's kind of a stretch. Yeah, so. <laughs> and welcome um, back, Ryan. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing I've been doing, which is why I really haven't seen too many things lately, is, I guess this would be like a um, I just read. Uh, there's a series called The Dresden Files, and they made a one-season TV show about it that was, you know, and I enjoy the TV show, but people that I know, no. It's a story about a wizard who is a consultant for the police force in... Chicago, and it takes place in our world, you know, and he, like, he sits there and says, like, oh, I gotta go to O'Hare, and he explains O'Hare, and how O'Hare has these problems, and so it takes place in our world, but the supernatural, you know, is real, but a lot of people just don't want to perceive it, because it's, you know, not something they understand, huh. and, you know, it's, good? it's by Jim Butcher, uh, I started reading the books about two months ago, and I'm on the seventh book, what? so I, I can't stop, they're just, they're all just so good. And then I have the audiobooks now as well. So James Marsters reads it. Cyclops? Uh, no. Uh, Spike from Buffy. Oh, that's not the same person. No. What's the guy from, what's Cyclops' name? James Marsden. Mar- yeah. You can see my confusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I'm fucking way off and shit. I can't believe you now. Oh, what a difference an end makes. Yes. Okay, that worried me for a second. <laughs> Rodney, have you seen anything? I read a story about a... Wizard Online once. Just clicked right through it. Deep joke. Um, I just finished Jessica Jones's, uh... Well, Jessica Jones. Oh, nice. Ah. Yeah, finally caught up. When did you finish that? Uh, last week. 
Yeah, what do yeah. you think? The ending, more specifically, the very last episode was a little disappointing. I really felt it was unnecessary. They could have ended it on 11. You know, just, I only needed like five more minutes of 11, and just 12 seemed kind of a waste to... But, but, I know. this goes to 12. <laughs> Sorry. I had this to. is Spinal Tap? You had it just Yeah, I had to. I had to. You need to kick it up a notch. <laughs> Please go to 11. Why not just make it to 10? You need that Please extra go. bit. <laughs> There's 11, isn't it's, it? It's one more. <laughs> Sorry, so, go on. So you liked the show? I did. More it than was, Daredevil? It was better than Daredevil, yes. I think my favorite episode in that series is episode 10, because I was just blown away. Holy shit, you know, what's going to happen? Did you like the episode where um, where the chick was just cutting up the lawyer? Yeah. That was fucking... Like, I was like, what the fuck? And, that, and her little girlfriend on the side, oh, she's hot. The one that was making Carrie and Mouse finger her at the table? Yeah. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? That was nice. Could she be the cover of the, this one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we okay. figure out who she is. Yeah, she, yeah. She'll be in corrections. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure we'll out figure who We'll figure out who she is, yeah. Yeah. I'm still a fan <laughs> of Rachel Taylor. Yeah. Rachel yeah, Tyler. Just the, the scene where they're all where they're all hanging in the in the bar that was intense too. In this, in the, oh like, yeah, Hope yeah, kills yeah. yeah. That was, like, yeah. What the Hope's not bad either. Could use a tan. Yeah. And against having an abortion, that that was crazy too. Yeah, yeah. that was fucked up. That, that yeah, that was pretty much the entire the entirety of the show for me. It was just oh you know, holy shit, I can't believe it just happened. Holy shit, I can't believe it just happened. <laughs> you know. With the parents in the yeah. in the vault and all that stuff, that was. The fact that the cop killed, or that they killed the cop. The fact that Nuke shows up. Nuke is the guy, you know, give me red, give me blue, you know, that guy. Because there's at no point was I even thinking that that was that that character. And then you see uh, you see him say, give me red. And I, I paused it right there. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And Marina's like, what? I said, that's Nuke. That's Nuke. They threw Nuke in here. That's one of the best Daredevil storylines ever. And they... Took it out of Daredevil and put it in this. That was really fucking cool that they did that. So, big props to Marvel. Again, their TV series are yep. in another world to me. I don't think I... Either I... I could appreciate the cameo in the last episode, but why just one episode? Or, cameo who? You know, the one character from uh, Daredevil. Rosario Dawson? Well, I just try not to spoil it, but okay. At this point, we could spoil it. We were just waiting on you to finish it. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all it was for me. I'm like, oh, you can't Yeah, I was, I was hoping that Matt would show up at some point. Yeah. Like, just... Even even with or just, Hope's trial, you know, even Froggy should have Froggy show. Just somebody else. Just yeah. And I, I think I think we'll end up getting that anybody else in the next couple of series. Yeah, Ben Yurk. Well, he's oh he's dead, right? Yeah. Well, well, well. Kill both the black guys from each of those series. Yeah. Uh oh. It's like Oscar boy. We'll talk about that soon. Have you seen anything else? Okay, hold on, real quick. Out of five boners, how many boners would you give Jessica Jones? I give it a five. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How many did you give Daredevil? Four. Yeah. Four. I might have gone three and a half. Are you more excited for season two of Daredevil? Uh, to know that John Bernthal's in it and stuff? I don't know. I See, Daredevil was kind of rough for me because it was more about Kingpin than it was about Daredevil. Well, hopefully with Kingpin being out of the picture now, you get more of a Daredevil story. Yeah, we'll see. But I really think that's what makes the great superheroes, is how bad the supervillains are. Yeah. I mean, you can't just have, you know, these superheroes just roaming around, stopping, you know, muggers on the street all the time. I mean, you really got more out of Magneto than you did Professor X and X-Men. The yeah. first one. Like, the whole beginning sequence is Magneto suffering in the Holocaust. Yeah. And then, you know, the movie starts, you're like, yeah, I'd be that fucking bad guy, too. And that's bad. You know, that, that's good, but, you know, it's, it's a weird situation when you relate to the bad guy. Yeah, yeah I don't like that. I, I like my villains more badass or just reckless abandoned. No one needs to know Joker's backstory, really. Well, 
There's a lot about that, actually. But The Killing Joke is a great story. Yeah. When they come out with that, they're coming out with the movie of it, right? There, there's talks about it. I don't know. If, I'm, I'm almost it? positive Mark Hamill's reprising his Joker role just for that. Anything else? Oh, uh, no. Get some? No, I was just thinking about other things that are coming out, and I wanted to bring it up. Uh, real quick, Deadpool or Suicide Squad? Which one are you more excited for? At this point, I'm with you. Deadpool? Uh, Deadpool. Yeah, me too. I... Uh... Yeah, um, I just saw the suic- the new Suicide Squad trailer. I feel like there's going to be way too much going on in that movie. I feel like they did the same thing that they did with Batman vs. Superman, where, like, the second trailer changed the entire tone of the movie to me. And I, and I feel like they're not going to get Harley Quinn on the head, which is disappointing because I really like Margot Robbie. I think that's Harley who everyone was looking forward to as well. Yeah. I think every single person, like, people don't know anything about Harley Quinn, and yet they're one of their, you know... She's one of their favorite characters. I know so many people that, you know, it's like, oh, I love Harley Quinn. She's, right. What's her actual name? Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, well, what, what storylines do you like about her? Oh, oh. The one where she's, oh, crazy in love with the Joker? Like, okay, well, what, what about the other ones? Oh. Right. None of her uh, team-ups with you know, Poison, Poison Ivy, Ivy and yeah, shit like you that. Know, I mean... I think, like, for the, the people who really like Harley Quinn, it's just her really strange outlandish one-liners that kind of grab people in. Like, Sandra's favorite quote from Harley Quinn is, okay, bring Mommy her bazooka from uh, Return of the Joker, the Batman Beyond movie. Which you like more than Mask of the Phantasm, right? Yeah. Because Mask of the Phantasm is one of the, the greatest Batman movies, period. Not even just animated. Just... Under the Red Hood? That's my favorite Batman animated Under movie. the Red Hood? Yeah. I, I, my only... Which is your favorite? Is that your favorite? Uh, uh, Mask of the Phantasm is my favorite. Really? Because we've talked about before, I named my son after. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love. I love that. My only. My only. Um. Movie. I I would just wish Kevin Conroy had voiced Batman. You know, no disrespect to the actor, and you know, the Joker wasn't. It was a very, very dark Joker. I I mean, I think it might have even gone darker than Mark Hamill could have pulled off. But I really would have wanted Mark Hamill. That's what I liked about Mask of the Phantasm. You have this movie where these guys are voicing it again at the peak of the popularity of the Batman the Animated Series. And I think my favorite one line out of that is when uh, Joker's talking to the other Mafia guy. And he's like, Mi Casa Nostra es su Cosa Nostra. And like, you know, just I was just like, man, this fucking, he's crazy. Like, just batshit crazy. He's got the whole fun house or the uh, the mechanical world of, that's supposed to be the world of the future for almost like the, the, the convention that they had here in Chicago back in the 60s. So that was really cool to see that. I really liked NPH in uh, Under the Red Hood, though. Yes. And don't get me wrong, but... Both of those are great, great, great movies, but just Master Phantasm to me was better. I really wish that things would live up to some of those animated movies. Yeah. Like, like, have you seen the the Green Lantern animated movie? Which the one? First Flight? The First Flight. It's over there. It, it is infinitely better than the movie. And I almost wish that they would have put, you know, just made that into the movie. But, you know, there's already, you know, the animated movie and they don't want to, you know, double up. But but it's true. I mean, same goes to me for the, like, the Lego games. The Lego Batman, the Lego... I played uh, the same Batman one. I have it now. One nice. play. The, the Lego uh, Marvel game. It's mm-hmm. like, you guys have... Yeah, it's it's hokey and they, they do funny shit. But you, you guys are making the greatest Marvel movie. You have every fucking character. And it's something that the movies can't do. But you guys are just getting away with it in a beautiful way. So, um, do you guys have anything else before we move on to Down the Rabbit Hole? And if you go chasing rabbits And you know
Alright, well, let me get to what I saw in the rabbit hole. <laughs> rabbit hole. So I'm down the rabbit hole and uh, I'm looking at fail videos back and forth. I'm looking at Watch Mojo videos, which they just had the top 10 graphic novels, which I didn't even get to watch yet. They had the debatable series. Is it better to take a shower at night or in the morning? It's debatable. And then I'm just going through Facebook and there's a video on there of a Polynesian wedding. I don't know if you guys have seen this video yet. It's a group of guys are, I guess, it's the oh, wedding party. Oh, yeah, I did see that. And they're, you know, in shirts and ties, are dressed up like any other wedding or anything like that. And they're doing a native Polynesian dance or ritual. I'm not sure what it is. Again, no subtitles, which kills me. Like, I wish that they kind of explain what's going on. And you see the bride and groom just watching this. The, the groom looks like, you know, your average white dude, blonde hair, blue eyes. And he's standing there watching and these guys are going through this real intense looking dance that they're doing. And you see the groom take off his jacket and then he starts getting into it and he's doing the whole thing that they're doing. And the bridesmaids are doing it. And I'm like, holy shit, like, what is this whole thing about? And then it pans over and the bride is doing it now and she's getting all into it. And uh, somehow I was really moved by the whole thing, even though I had no idea what was going on, which I'm sure is the point of it all. It's pretty cool to see other cultures, traditions like that, and I, I totally dug it. I mean, I don't even know if there were very many words spoken. There was a lot of faces, a lot of breathing, pounding on your chest, but pretty cool. A lot manlier than 90% of the things I've ever done in my life, and they're doing it at a wedding, so... I think that was as deep as I got into the, the rabbit hole this week. I got pretty far down the rabbit hole a few different times. Two nights ago, the same as you, I was watching the Watch Mojo videos, and then, you know, I watched three or four of the top ten list ones, which are 13 minutes each. You know, I, I was telling you, you know, I watched the one about, you know, the top ten saddest songs ever, and then there was one about the top ten songs that will make you cry, the top ten power ballads of all time. Nice. And then from there, I went to a bunch of, of the Dorkly videos. And then I found a, you know, and I got about halfway through it, a video explaining uh, Pantera. And it's like a documentary about them and how they started. And You guys and your documentaries. Yeah, I can't get enough of them. I don't know Did you finish all your 30 on 30s? Most of the ones that I wanted to watch. And then I kind of got side you know, sidetracked because there's a bunch of them on the NFL, you know, NFL channel right now. Mm. Then they have their own documentaries. And it's there's been a lot of good ones. I watched one on Warren Moon. I watched uh, Bill Belichick. I watched one on him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's one on Warren Sapp. Super batteries? No, I mean, when you have batteries working together, it's good to... They say Miriam, so I name my batteries to make sure I know which are married. Wow. A lot of people actually do it. <laughs> but it's like, then you need, this is, this is new where you have like a three battery device. So like, what do you name three, three batteries? This is Bruce, Clark, and Diana. And then I have a Letty, Dom, and Brian. What about the name of the people from Three's Company? Not that old. <laughs> I would still do it. Come on, knock on our door. But then what, do you do Chrissy, Janet, and Jack, or do you do... Or do you throw in the... the, the... Well, you have two sets of three and do all of them. And then they have two jacks. It's batteries. Like, <laughs> like, like they're going to be like, well, this is not fucking realistic. Power down. Well, no, but I mean, if you have two jacks, then which jack belongs to which set? Do jack one, jack two. Season one, season two, or something. I don't know. If you're going that far into labeling them, you might as well just go the full nine. Or you just not name your batteries. But you got to marry them. You got to marry them. A, or just always package them together like you just did. A, B, C. One, two, three. Go on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's pretty much where I left off. Is I, I watched... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched half that documentary, and then I just said, I need to go to bed. 
was, was going to Been there. Yeah. Sounds like a pretty... Yeah. In-depth rabbit hole. Yeah. I, I, like, you felt like It was multiple hours. Like, it, it was probably a good two and a half hours. I didn't even realize it was going that long. Eh. Rodney? So I thought of uh, the rabbit hole that I wanted to bring up. Darth Vader covers. I don't know if they call them Darth Vader covers, but, um, you know, the first one is Samuel Jackson as Darth Vader. And they basically take, you know, the opening sequence of A New Hope, and they put Samuel Jackson's voice in all of the scenes. That was... Oh, it's hilarious. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the one where uh, Bricktop from Snatch, which actually works really well. Like, is it the audio from Snatch? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's all the quotes from the actor, you know, Bricktop. I wasn't sure if it was, like, somebody doing the lines of A New Hope, but in Samuel Jackson's voice. No, it's just lines that fit into the scene. Like, uh, Bricktop saying, feed them to the pigs, and, you know, Vader's just kind of walking away. I think there's a Pee Wee one, too, but that one wasn't as funny. I think Samuel Jackson's got to be the best one. I gotta check that out. I'm always down for some weird shit like that. Yeah, they're, they're done re- really well. Read yeah, and then I just got into a rabbit hole of uh, David Bowie videos. Rest in peace. All we'll, the songs. We'll get to that one later. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Me? We're going to piss on that grave today. All right, moving on to the fuck you department. <sighs> so I went to Costco today. Costco, for those of you that, that want to live in civilization, try your best not to go there because that place is a fucking madhouse on a Sunday. So we're at Costco. I was going to say, that's your first mistake going to Costco on a Sunday. Yeah. Well, I mean, I only have two days to really go and with the way my schedule works, blah, blah, blah. So we're at Costco. Now, Costco's a madhouse. People know it's a madhouse. They know it's Sunday. They shouldn't be going to Costco. But everyone's there and everyone wants to move at a snail's pace. Well, it's free sample Sunday. But I'm talking about in aisles where there aren't samples. People are just stopping in the middle, checking their phone, then keep moving, then stop, look around. Then keep going, then stop. Like, will you get the fuck out of the way? And the carts are super wide, so yeah. it's not like, you know. Yeah, it's not, there's no easy passing lanes here. Like, so it's, should we like a fast lane in Costco? Yeah. It's, it pissed me off. Like, I just wanted to move along. Because with almost any store, I like to be in and out. The only store I really hang around, sometimes Target and Best Buy. I can't remember the last time I went to Best Buy. I don't really bring a cart around Best Buy. Either. No, but I'll just walk around the store. Yeah. I think the cart is really what gets in the way. Yeah, but there are people. I mean, the people are in the way, but you could like you could kind of nudge people, yeah. and you're like, oh, excuse me, you know, and people could just move out of the way. The cart, you know, you kind of have to, like a wheel. You know, there there have been times, you know, I, I'm a you know bigger guy. I have picked up people's carts and moved them, and the people did not enjoy that. No, I, I, I moved like, people's carts. I was like, excuse me, and I'm like, no, excuse me. And I just kept going. Like, it, I'm not not go, rummaging through your shit. I didn't knock anything over. I just slid it to the side. I pick it up and I make them know that they should not be here. Like over your head. Like, not just don't bother shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck out. You know. I'm going to take your car back and get the quarter, bitch. <laughs> like, this is Naldi. I'm going to get a quarter. <laughs> My quarter now. So let's see. Fuck you for that. And shout out to the mom at Costco who both of her sons were with her. And one son, I guess, stopped right in front of the car that the other son was pushing. And the son, and the son that was pushing the car, I guess, got mad and just rammed the fuck out of him. <laughs> so the mom got all upset. She's like, when you get home, no technology. And I was like, that's how, we, that's how we're going to have to scold kids in the future? Like, guess what? You're, you're not going to have any technology when you get home. Like, that's what we've come to, huh? Here's a pen yeah. and paper. Enjoy life. Like, that's what I grew up with. It was okay. So that was it for me. Costco, um, fuck you. So I, I will say a Costco, fuck you. And I just realized that I, I have a standing fuck you, which is always Comcast. I was just going to say you know, It's just, you know, yada, yada, yada. They lied to me. And then they added something to my bill that I didn't tell them to add to my bill. 
And then I, you know, so for the last two months, I've been getting billed for something I didn't even realize. And so I called them and they say, oh, well, no, it says here that you called and added it. I'm like, can you pull it up? Because everything says it's being recorded and I want you to pull up that recording and play it for me. Because never did I say I wanted to add this. Oh, okay. You know, we, we can see about that, you know, but you know, it says here that you called and added it. I'm like, no, no, well, I didn't. I, well, I did it unless somebody else yeah. had lived my life. Yeah, like, uh, I'm the only person, you know, do you have authorization, you know, do you have anyone else's authorization? Like, I'm the only one in the account. You could see it there. No, okay, you know, well, we'll see, and they end up crediting me back my money, but I'm like, why the fuck would that just happen out of nowhere? So, that's just not, you know, that's just not, you know. As for people that don't pay attention to their bill uh, for, like, two months. My Costco fuck you, I go to Costco for lunch sometimes, because they have a crazy, you know. $1.50 hot, for hot dogs. $1.50 hot dog, and you get a And drink. you get a soda. Yep, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, 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 no. Booyah. No, no, I just saw no, no, no. Big Hero 6 today, too. Oh, great movie. Great movie. But um, there's uh, not old, but an older gentleman turned around in the parking lot, and I have a big truck, and I like to back in everywhere because it's just easier for me to back into spots. And I can fold in my mirrors, and, you know, I know that people aren't going to be in my way. And you know, I, just a lot easier. And I usually park far enough out. And you could rock it out of there. If you and like. I could just leave. And so I do not mind walking farther if people don't need to park right next to me. So I leave 20 spots in between where I am and the closest car sometimes. So as I parked, I'm sitting there and I was checking my phone really quick. And just as I open my door, I watch a, an older gentleman take his shopping cart. He moved all of his you know, stuff, just closed his back door as he put everything in, turned around and wheeled the cart away from him. And it was right at my truck. So I had to, like, run over and grab the cart before it just smashed into my door. <laughs> and I just kind of look at the guy. I'm like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Did you tell him that? Yeah. That's awesome. And the guy just kind of looks at me and goes, huh. Like, seriously, you just, is this where the cart goes? And the guy looked at me and he flicked me off. And I just, I really wanted to just go over and be like, how do you have the nerve to flick me off for you pushing a shopping cart almost into my truck? I, I would have put, put four shopping carts around his car. He was leaving. I would have exactly. pushed it in front of him. So at that point, I realized was, you know, he, was he backing out at the spot? No, he was. He was in the middle of two lanes, so he oh. could have gone forward or backed up. But it's just one of those things where you're just like, how? How do people have the nerve to you know, just like get mad at me and flick me off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sorry, sir. You no longer have tires. That's why I can't have a gun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And it's just one of those things that, you know, at the moment that he flicked me off, I just had, like, the instant moment of rage, and then I had that instant moment of, I almost feel bad for this guy, for the fact of, how does he get that angry at me for him doing something to me? How miserable must this guy must be to get mad at me for that? I'm like, all right, you know what? You know, forget you, buddy. And then my second to last fuck you is something that happened probably three weeks ago. I was driving past a grocery store by my house and I was I was the DD that night so it was fairly late and I, I just drove all my friends home and as I'm getting ready to turn down the street that I live you know that I live on the street that I go to get to my street some kids pushed a shopping cart in front of my truck <laughs> It's like so, your fucking kryptonite is our goddamn. That's why I just said I'm like I just realized that both my things are shopping carts, and that's pretty fucking funny. But so my truck just smashed the shopping cart and just went flying. And if I didn't have you know a steel bumper, you know, and I wasn't already breaking, <laughs> you know, so I was already slowing down to make the turn. But 
by the time I actually did stop to figure out what the hell happened, because it's dark right there, the kids I saw in the parking lot to my right, these kids are just sprinting away. I'm like, well, there's no way I'm catching them, because I'd have to, you know, jump two curbs, and they're just already gone, so I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and there really wasn't that much damage done to my truck at all, but it's one of those things, like, what the fuck? How is this funny to possibly cause an accident? We're all so old now. Yeah, I think that could but be But when we were kids, I'm sure we didn't think about shit like that. No. It is, you know. We've got we've gotten to that point where we actually get this close to saying, you fucking young whippersnappers. <laughs> and then my last fuck you, this guy had a shopping cart. No, I'm just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, homeless guy in the shopping cart. <laughs> uh, I got a call on Thursday with somebody saying that somebody had stolen your credit card information. Oh, so isn't that like the fourth time in a year? Identity theft is not a joke, Jim. Millions of families suffer every year. Uh, no, not for me. Oh, no, I've I've never had my credit card information stolen. Oh. It's one of those things that you know, I thought you know the point of the chip was to make it so this doesn't happen, and I don't have common passwords for anything. You know, I I have you know being an IT person, somebody who works in computers, all my passwords are at a minimum of twelve characters, uppercase, lowercase, and a special character. That's and, all I have mine too. And, and, and I'm mythical like, beings? and they're all after mythical beings. <laughs> you know, Ryan Madigan one, Ryan Madigan. Sorry. I know a guy who yeah. has his passwords. Doesn't have password one, password two, oh, okay. password three. That's stupid. Yeah, yeah good. But, that was when Dwight quit. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All his files were locked and password protected with the name of different mythical beasts for awesome. each for each client. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Excuse me. So yeah, they, they call me and they ask me, "Did you spend four hundred dollars at JC Penny?" No. <laughs> Did you spend like, four hundred? Anybody spend four dollars on JC Penny? No, four hundred dollars. I know, but I, not, oh, four dollars. Yeah. No, I like JCPenney, but like it's really hard to spend four hundred dollars. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't know how you spend four hundred dollars JCPenney. You'd have to buy a couch. And then nine minutes later, there was a transaction for three hundred and eighty dollars at JCPenney. So I'm like, one, what type of thief is going through and saying, "All right, I need nine hundred dollars of this stuff at JCPenney," and two, <laughs> what is the person at the register doing that it's just like, "Oh, here's five hundred dollars of this stuff." All it went through. Hold on, I'll be right back with $400 more with the stuff. You know, the funny thing is, is that the thief actually decided to be economical and go to an affordable store <laughs> to steal stuff. Well, and which is even funnier, that the other place that they shopped at was Nordstrom Rack. <laughs> Why don't you just go to Nordstrom's at that point? Yeah, 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 I guess so. That's pretty yeah. funny. It's like, but, yeah, I stole this bunch of money. Let's go shopping at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Costco. Yeah, we're going to the Dollar Tree. Push yeah. carts in the, <laughs> the Dollar Tree. Push carts in the trucks. <laughs> Make it rain in the Dollar Tree, motherfucker. Come get it this money is. Big red for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants cemento? So yeah, those are my fuck yous and yeah, it's just yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. No, oh, it's alright. It's Hopefully taken care of now, but I wasn't expecting that taste. No, which I one's f- that? I forgot that I grabbed the root beer. Oh, okay. If you listen to the episode with me and David, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought I grabbed one of these, which is the um, the hard root beer, Coney Island. The one? Coney Island. One. I like that one. I had a- it is pretty good. Uh, I actually like it more than not your father's. Yeah. Last week I went to grab, or earlier in the week when he and I recorded, I went to grab one of these, but I grabbed the shock top and I just popped it open, and started drinking. I was like, ah, ah. he's like, what? It tastes bad? I'm like, no, it just wasn't the taste I was expecting. 
same scenario. <laughs> like, I completely forgot I just grabbed one. So, a the coworker end. of mine was talking about that. Where May I? her husband had, like, a dark iced tea, and she thought it was soda, and she wanted a sip of it. So she went over and took a sip and just, like, almost, like, threw up, not knowing what the hell it was. And then she realized that it was iced tea. And not yeah, it's not bad. It's just yeah, you, when, when you're you don't not expecting expect it, the yeah. taste, yeah. That's what she said. Oh. Rodney? Uh, my fuck you goes out to um, the post office. More specifically, the Chicago zip code post office. So ever since they have tracking numbers with uh, USPS.com now, I see shit sitting in Chicago for weeks. And just going from office to office, like 20 miles away from my house, like 10 miles away from my house. Like just being routed to random zip codes for no apparent reason. If I have a package that takes two weeks to get to me, it almost seems like nine of those days are just... Bouncing around Chicago? Bouncing around yeah. Chicago. <laughs> like, like, why don't you just... Tell me where the package ends up in Chicago. I will go pick it up. <laughs> I see that shit, too. I'm like, oh, it's in Bolingbrook. Cool. It should be here tomorrow. And then it goes to, like, a further suburb. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're getting away from me, idiot. Bring the package this way. Why would you send it back out? You think there's, like, a post office roulette somewhere where they just put it on a giant wheel, spin it, and, like, okay, but you're going in that direction now. Eventually, we'll be in your area. I always think about the terminal. It's like, Nikolai, tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Oh. Uh... Piggybacking off of that, I was thinking of you the other day because I saw a post that somebody put up, and we'll get to satisfaction in a minute, of, uh, what was it? Oh, a police department now has a place where you can drive to to exchange goods from the internet. So you're not doing it in, like, some seedy area. It says package or a a package exchange point. Everything here is being visually and audio recorded, so you can feel safe about exchanging, you know, like, hey, I bought this online, you want it? Here you go. You know, and you could do it, it's at a police station, so it's well, incrementally they say that's more, much safer. Like, like Craigslist is a chaperone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I, I thought that was very, very smart. Funny thing is, I bought a bottle of uh, vape juice off this guy, and, you know, I'm in one of these uh, uh, groups on Facebook, kind of like a closed group, and uh, I put a picture of the bottle, I knew what the flavor was for like 20 bucks. He's like, hey, do you want to meet at Archview Restaurant? Because there's cops there all the time. I'm like, dude, it's 20 bucks. Archview Restaurant, shout out to Archview. Yeah. Not as good as Huck Finn to me, though. Debatable. I mean, service-wise, it's bad. The food's not bad, but service-wise, I've, both times I've been there, I've had really bad service. So fuck you to Archview. <laughs> food's good, though. But the food's good. Uh, any more fuck yous, Rodney? Uh, no, that's it for this week. All right. All right, moving on to satisfaction. That's where we talk about our favorite posts, either on Facebook, Twitter, whatever social networking area you want to speak of. Facebook and read my Twitter. Do I get my satisfaction? Satisfaction. 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 isn't a, necessarily a post, but it's a shout-out to Taizan Day. You know who that is? Yeah. He started following the UTJH Twitter oh, page. Oh, really? Yeah. So the Chocolate Rain. Chocolate Rain. Yeah. yeah. Just started following us, which I think is pretty awesome. I know it's not really a big deal probably to a lot of people because the 
chocolate rain guy, but I thought it was really cool. So shout out to Tezande. He's he calls himself the chocolate rainmaker, singer, actor, and voice. So I sent him a tweet saying a million thanks for the follow from one deep voiced man to another. Chocolate rain. Hopefully he sees it. So thank you Tezande for uh, following the at UTJH podcast on Twitter. Uh, it means a lot. So that's it for me. It is really cool how low his voice is, though. I just yeah, you don't I, picture it when you. you know, he's been I mean, on a few talk shows. And I, I have him. a deep voice, and you see this fucking guy talking. I'm like, wow. And he looks even dorkier than me. No offense to Tayson Day. Trust me, I look like a dork. You're being unfollowed immediately. Now. Right. <laughs> Chocolate rain. Out. <laughs> Chocolate rain. Who's the nerd now? Faggot. <laughs> Ryan, satisfaction. Uh... That and the Deadpool, the Deadpool uh, yeah, that I just saw. Yeah. Just because that Bill shit has been showing up out of nowhere. Like, I don't, I don't, be like Bill, don't be Bill, whatever. And everyone does it for their own name now. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, that shit literally blew up out of nowhere. Now there's already people talking about, this fuck, This is the worst fucking shit I've ever seen. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, I always, I always do my best to back into spots. Always. It's so much easier to leave. and But it, dry, it drives Sandra crazy. Why? She doesn't like when people back up into spots. See, with my truck and me, you know, if somebody parks too close to me and I pull in and they pulled in, my door is going to hit their side view mirror and I will not be able to open up my door at all. And then I'm in that awkward situation where I'm like, all right, do I put my hand in between the door and their side view mirror and try and squeeze into my car? You know, where I step up onto the... Well, my thing was, and somebody told me once, they're like, it makes it easier if your car needs a jump. Oh. That was Omar. Uh, Actually, Ryan's very good at backing into uh, parking spots. Yeah. Wait, you, I'm not? I've never seen you back into a parking oh, spot. But, but you, <laughs> you fucking said it with an inflection like I suck at it. Like, Ryan's good at parking into Excuse the fuck out of me. No, shout out to the episode with Sandra where we, she said it gave a fuck you to people who... <laughs> yeah, she gave a whole fuck you to that. Yeah, because like most, most people who try to back into parking spots, it usually takes them like six, seven attempts. Oh. Ryan usually does it in one. Yeah, I usually do it. Like, if it takes you more than three shots, just pull into the spot. It's at most two, and the only time that I ever have a problem really is when I see that there's a car behind me, and then I usually preemptively put it into drive or into reverse after drive, so that those people don't think that I'm passing the spot. Because I, you know, with my truck, I have to go a little bit farther than the spot, and I've had it where people pull in behind me into the spot I was just about to back into. That's why I always do dip in and then out, so they can see that I'm getting ready to pull into the spot. Like I'll pull, look like I'm pulling. Pulling it forward, yeah. let him pass, and then go back forward and then reverse it. I think people just don't care when it's me. In, in any way, I mean, most people jump. If you do like the, the professional roadside services, like they don't do car to car, cable to cable anymore. They have jump boxes. But if you don't have a professional person there, like like in my lot, I mean, you're not going to get a professional person in there. You can, but I mean, usually it's just somebody will pass by and be like, "Hey, I got you." Uh, do you have a satisfaction? I do. Uh, this comes from at Vlad Chalk C H O C on Twitter. Math problem. I have three apples, and I'm traveling at you at 17 miles per hour. It's not really a problem, but more of a warning. It's apple time, bitches. <laughs> that was my favorite satisfaction of the week. Oh, and um, getting back to fuck yous. Completely forgot. Liz sent out a uh, fuck you that uh, she would like a proxy fuck you oh, on yeah. her behalf. Uh, saying, Carrie Fisher suffers from bipolar disorder and a recovering prescription drug addict. 
I don't think she suffers from a recovering prescription drug addict. She is a re recovering prescription drug addict. Anyway, when she's not appearing on TV in small cameos and roles, as well as animated voiceover, she is very sought after. She is a very sought after script director for the last 25 years. This is uncredited and unacknowledged. Some of them are Hook, The River Wild, The Wedding Singer, Outbreak, Sister Act, Lethal Weapon 3, and all three Star Wars prequels. Sister Act. So this is my fuck you in regards to episode 35. Season 2, I'm assuming. I hope so. If yeah. not, she's... This would be 89. You gotta do a special one for 100. Yeah. Well, there are more episodes. It's gonna uh -oh. be intense. All right. I, I'm that, actually, could, that could be a spring live show. I, I think I'm gonna have to make a shout out as well because I have been enjoying them a lot. I got invited to like a page on Facebook of uh, Mr. Nicholas Prohl ah. and his. Uh, oh, the Art of Dark County? Art of, yeah. Oh, shout out to, to uh, what is it? Mr. Vu? What is it? What's Wu? your character's name? Oh, just Vu? Yeah. He's on two, right? Yeah. Two yeah, days. so uh, fuck you to Facebook. Um, I've been tagged on a couple things that I did not receive a notification for, so I don't know what the hell's going on with that. Huh. But yeah, I, I've really been enjoying some of his. And I just sit there and I'm like, wow, he... I, I don't know, like, I, does he come up with this shit on his own? Yeah. That's really clever on a lot of the shit. I don't know if it's, like, things that happen to him, and he's just kind of writing it down at the time. Well, maybe it's shit that happened in Rodney's high school. I mean, yeah, because you have... One so, witty bastard and now another one. Yeah. That makes so. cartoons of his witty shit. Do you have a satisfaction? The, I, all of his. All of the, the art of Nick Proles. Because I've for the past, I think it's only been like a week, is when he invited me to the page to to like it. and It's a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. To, there was one where he talked about trouble, and I actually laughed out loud. The Macarena one I was laughing That was pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah, I was laughing my ass off. So, yeah. Shout out as well as I think that would be my satisfaction. Nice. Alright, let's move on to uh, comic cliff notes today. Whoosh, 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 cliff notes. So, I was talking to somebody that just found out that I'm a comic book lover. So they said, what's your favorite superpower that not a lot of people know about, or at least a superhero that not a lot of people know about? Squirrel Girl. And it's a guy named Omerta. Mike Pearl's actually been asking us to do Squirrel Girl in comic cliff notes for a while now. I refuse. Why? Fuck we'll do an episode, just me and you, and we'll do Squirrel Girl. Anyway, uh, Omerta, first appearance on Candy X-Men number 392 in April 2001. His superpowers are invulnerability, invulnerability, and superhuman strength. Let's see. After being discharged from the United States Marines, Paul Provenzano returns to his home in Brooklyn where he attempts to take over the local chapter of the Mafia. The three leaders whom Paulie has known all his life were meeting in a local bakery, a mob-owned business. The leader declared he would not be popular if he made a man out of a mutant. Made a made man out of a mutant, excuse me. Paulie explains he was taking over. At first they are amused by his declarations, then they shoot him. Paulie easily resists their bullets and brutally injures the men. Let's see. Despite an offer to stay, most of the team, including Paulie, left. Uh, he was part of a team of X-Men, sort of like the giant size X-Men issue where some of the X-Men were trapped and they recruited this team of X-Men to help save the day. Same kind of thing. They had North Star, who, to the best of my recollection, is the first openly gay superhero uh -huh. in mainstream comic books. And a few other people, and he's actually a really cool character. He supposedly died, but due to a color mistake, it can't be confirmed it was him. He never took the name Omerta in canon, but was his original name to begin with. So what is it about this person that you like? I like the fact that he's invulnerable. Like, even for mind probes. It doesn't work on it. Like, he just, he can't be hurt. You know, bullets, knives, no matter what they throw at him. He, like, the only thing that almost stopped him was Magneto threw him into outer space. And, of course, he started choking there, but 
Somebody saved him, but... But would he just survive because he's invulnerable? So, like, if somebody brought right, him back right, to the Earth? Like, yeah, he, he was brought back and he was fine. So Well, he, he, was, he wasn't taken out of space. He was taken up to the higher part of the stratosphere where okay, he was well, starting to lose consciousness from not breathing. So he can or cannot die? I assume he can because he, he looked like he was choking. Okay. So how does he shave? I don't know. How does Superman shave? Just shooting lasers off a mirror? It's actually never been answered. I know he did it in the animated series like that. I think he just kind of walks like an inch closer every time to like the kryptonite he has. Well, I mean, some people don't. Some people don't shave. Some people just naturally don't grow facial hair. But anyway, uh, I don't know that that superpower always appeal always appealed to me. Ever since reading that comic book, I'm like, wow, this guy's actually pretty cool. So I, I I don't remember what it was called, but there was a whole thing about you know the not a rule, but you know the the likeliness of certain things happening if you're un, invulnerable. Where with the amount of accidents that happen that would most likely cause death for most people, you know, who's to say that you know you don't get lost on Mount Everest and get buried under snow and you're invulnerable, so you just stay there forever, or you fall through ice, exactly, you know, and you're just there, you know, somebody. I, mean, I think stuff like that you kind of avoid, but like imagine just. Being able to drive around, you're fine. So does he age, though? I mean... Yeah, he still ages. So he will eventually die. Yeah. Okay. See, I always thought that, you know, like, oh, you know, but imagine instant just, rehealing. Imagine just waking or, you know, up one day and you're invulnerable. Now we're talking, like, Luke Cage invulnerable, or are we talking, like, like to mind Luke control? Luke Cage like is everything? impenetrable. Okay. And that's what I mean. Like, you know... I don't know what the difference is, but still. So invulnerable, I imagine, would be just nothing can hurt this person. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. Oh yeah, Dazzler is there too in that team. And he can lift up to 20 tons. He's super strong. So he's super strong too. Which I think you kind of have to be. Agreed. So... There was a whole thing about, you know, if you had this superhero, if you had this superpower, if you had this superpower, and which superpowers are the best. And I think that I would need to phrase it as, which superhero would you more want to be like? And have all the powers of. Because just being super fast, like the Flash, the amount of Gs that you'd be running at would liquefy your skin... And you would be melted by the time you got to where you were going. Was it you that showed us that video? Yeah. Okay. I might go with Martian Manhunter. But his atoms move super fast also, so... But, but that's what I'm saying. So, but that is the, the power of the Flash, is the speed force. And they say that part of the speed force actually has almost like an invisible barrier around you that protects you from certain things that happen. So, but just being able to go incredibly fast would kill a normal person. By the way, Omerta is a code of silence. Is it what it translates to? Yeah. It's practiced by the Mafia, a code of silence about criminal activity and refusal to give evidence to authorities. So, like, omit, I imagine? Hmm. I think uh, out of all the powers, if, if I'm not getting a Green Lantern ring, of course, yeah. it would have to be Martian Manhunter. Super strong, super fast, can fly, you uh, can shapeshift, turn invisible, turn intangible. Then you're afraid of fire? That's okay, I'm afraid of fire now, and I don't even have fucking superpowers. Versus Superman, you can't go to a magic show, because uh, that magician throws a knife at me, I'm dead. Can't really have a candlelit romantic dinner with anybody. That's okay. How many candlelit dinners am I having now? Four. Shout out to Maria. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let's see. It's kind of hard to find a pi- good picture of what he looks like. Okay. So, just a talent. He, he looks talent. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, insert generic white guy. Who was um, Andy uh, Andy Circus? Kind of looks like Andy Circus. Andy Circus is old. He's a young dude. Well, I don't know. I saw the head shape. I imagine Andy Circus was young at one point. Maybe a young Andy Circus, then, you say? I don't know. I wanted I'd wanted to be somebody that looks very Italian. Can't think of who though. You know I think who I think would be good for him that can play I think the role is Zach Efron. It's not very tall, but I mean you don't have to be when you're invulnerable. That's like the second Zach Efron casting in used. 
I think Zac Efron's underrated. So anyway, this yeah. has been the Omerta. The yeah. wait, this has been Comic Cliff, Cliff Notes. Comic Cliff Notes. The Omerta. The Omerta Cliff Notes. You've just been schooled. Yeah. All right, moving on to the corrections department. Rodney, what do we have? All right, for corrections, Rich Hall was actually the comedian I was referring to on uh, The Last Rabbit Hole. Dickie Hall? I couldn't think of his name, who was um, Otis Lee Crenshaw, who did such songs as uh, Do Anything You Want to the Girl, Just Don't Hurt Me, Piano's Like a Woman, uh, really good YouTube videos. I'll check them out. Any other corrections? No, that's all I have for this week, but... Uh, don't fault me for that mistake, because we all make mistakes in life, and we all have regrets. But whatever your regrets are, paying for insurance Paying too much for insurance. Paying too much for insurance. we got a correction on the slogan. Paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage at a seriously low rate... Call a limb insurance and get a free quote today. Call 312-945-6254 or visit their website at alimbinsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M, a limb. They're not for gonna, a limb. For a limb. That's A-L-I-M, for a limb. They're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. We almost don't even have to do the show anymore. We could just have our guests do it. <laughs> Alright, we gotta do the Tenorium too. Let's piss on a grave real quick, shall we? That was really fucking funny when you kept putting that shit over and over again. Shout out to you for that one, man. And it, it made you sound awesome. like you were annoyed, like the music was actually there. But it wasn't. <laughs> that was actually a pretty funny one. Uh, when do you guys want to do this, or you want me to do this? It's all you. Oh, although, Rodney has been the one watching all the music videos about him. Yeah, so this week's Pissing on Graves is going to be David Robert Jones. Born January 8th, 1947. Almost made it to his last birthday. David Jones? He made it? Did he make it to his last birthday? Did he just... I forget when he died. Oh, no, it says right here. He did make it to his last birthday. Two days past his last birthday, yeah. January 10th, 2016. Or better known as David Bowie. I wonder why he picked the name. His name's Davy Jones. Maybe that's why. David Robert. David Bob. David Bob Jones? Oh. He was an English singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, actor, record producer, and painter. He's a figure in popular music over five decades. 50 years worth of music. And he constantly reinvented himself. That I'll agree with. Almost um, almost non-existent in any one particular genre. If you try to set up your Pandora for a David Bowie station, you get everything like off the wall from like Beatles to 80s dance to, uh, I don't know, just random, random music. To 80s movies? Yeah. And so. 90s and 2000. Yeah. He's in Zoolander. Oh, yeah. Really gotta appreciate his body of work. He was also in um, not only Zoolander. I think uh, he was in he was Pontius Pilate in the Last Temptation of the Christ. He was in the Prestige. He was in Labyrinth. That's, that's where I was going for Prestige. No, or Lab- Labyrinth. Presti- I think I like his role in Prestige better as Nikolai Tesla. You really I think, disagree? Like he played the role very, like very serious, <laughs> very seriously. Like but <laughs> the fucking guy, dude. Known him forever and still um but I like David Boy. Uh again again the graves that we're pissing on are you know, we're going back to actually respecting the graves that we piss on, so it's not gonna be an all the time segment, but when it's worthy we're hitting it up. Countless songs that uh, you know, I've forgotten more songs than I can remember and just the influence that he had on countless, countless musicians, including Adam's favorite, Vanilla Mr. Pharrell Williams. Oh, <laughs> uh, we had some good things to say about David Bowie. I forgot. I completely forgot. He um, he did Heroes. He did. Um, I'm trying to name some of the China Let's, Girl. Let's, Let's Dance. Dance. It was a big one. Under Dance. Pressure. With Under Freddie pressure. Mercury. Another grief that we got pissed on. Yeah. Really can't even. We'd be doing a disservice to. Uh, and apparently he has a large body of music that's supposed to still be released. 
released. That they're that he plans to have released, knowing that he was gonna die. So, um, really great life, huge, um, huge accomplishments, and uh, I guess for Major Tom falling underground control, this has been David Bowie's Pissing on Graves edition. You had to go and die, didn't you? There's so been a lot of people dying lately. Yeah, like a crazy amount of people yeah. dying. The we'll, Eagles. We'll get to them. You know, okay. <laughs> we got a, we got a whole year. <laughs> So, David Bowie will be missed. Yeah. So, let's move on to the Uchi movie game, shall we? First movie, first quote. When you decide to be something, you can be it. That's what they don't tell you in church. When I was your age, they say we can become cops or criminals. Today, what I'm saying to you is this. When you're facing a loaded gun, the party. Yep. what's right. the difference? It's correct for one shot. Yes. Did you hear that one as well, right? Okay, good. Yeah, I didn't even know what you mouthed at me until after the fact. <laughs> yeah, I was like, party? I was like, oh, party. he said that the party. Second movie, first quote. You know that moment when you look into somebody's eyes and you can feel them staring into your soul and the whole world goes quiet just for a second? I'm trying to think of the actors from that movie. Uh, I'm going to have to, I don't know. Titanic? Correct for two shots. Second movie, second quote. I thought I'd be engaged by now. I thought by 23 I'd be married, maybe have a kid, corner office by day, entertaining at night. I'm supposed to be driving a Grand Cherokee by now. The other guys? Next quote. Incorrect for three shots. Alright, hopefully this is the gimme, because gimme quotes are hard in this movie action. Second movie, third quote. Never get behind anybody traveling with infants. I've never seen a stroller collapse in less than 20 minutes. Old people are worse. Their bodies are littered with hidden metal, and they never seem to appreciate how little time they have left. Bingo. Asians. They pack light, travel efficiently, and they have a thing for slip-on shoes. Gotta love them. Man, I don't know. Can you repeat that last one? I know it's a tricky one to say, but... Never get behind people traveling with infants. I've never seen a stroller collapse in less than 20 minutes. Old people are worse. Their bodies are littered, littered with hidden metal, and they never seem to appreciate how little time they have left. Bingo. Asians. They pack light, they travel efficiently, and they have a thing for slip-on shoes. Gotta love him. Next actor goes, that's racist. Actor repeats, I like my mother, I stereotype. It's faster. Nope. What do you got? I got nothing. For four shots, it's up in the air. Ah, oh, I've never seen it. Really? Never seen it. So now we gotta guess who's and in the party. And you claim to be a I know, Anna, Anna Kendrick, Kendrick fan. fan. I know, it hurts me. Oh, Vera Farmiga? Is correct for five shots. Up and at air. first, Let me see the I was like, oh, maybe it's... Uh, the Conjuring, and I don't remember that part. All right, I got one. That's a really great one. Have you seen it? No, I don't think so. I got a oh, it's that's not what I thought you were going for. And then you said the Asian part. And I'm like, yeah, that's well, clearly there's video. somebody you know narrating, and I'm like, I don't know. That feel bad. I, I, I <laughs> haven't watched that movie. Before. All, right, All right, go on. So first movie, first quote. I think we can handle one little girl. I sent two units. They're bringing her down now. Matrix. It's correct for one point. Jesus Christ. No. Your men are already dead. Hugo Weaving, probably one of the greatest villains in movie cinema. We don't need Agent Smith's backstory, or Red Skull's, or the guy from uh, basically any other movie that Hugo Weaving's been in. That'd be a good Uchi movie game. So we just gave it away. Unless Adam's pulling up a Captain America quote. She's hideous. Oh, I'm sorry, second movie, first quote. She's hideous. I don't know if it's a fungus or some kind of congenital birth defect, but as you're attorney in this matter, I advise you to take no further action. It has something to do with lawyers. Well, I thought for sure you would go for, like, Carrie Ann Moss. See, I was thinking, I don't remember this quote from the movie, but, you know, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. 
where he keeps saying, you know, the entire movie is, you know, as your attorney, I advise you to buy a very fast car with no top. And he says it multiple other times, and I'm trying to think, I'm like, I don't remember that quote exactly from the movie. But who was in Fear and Loathing on Las Vegas that would have also been in The Matrix? Lawrence Fishburne? Hugo Weaving? <laughs> right, let's go through the Matrix list. Gary Ann Moss, <laughs> Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne. Jada Pinkett Smith wasn't in the first one, was she? No. Not in the first one. Are we? Should we go with Fear and Loathing Las Vegas? Go. Yeah, we can, right. I mean, let's just get another quote. Fear and Loathing Las Vegas? Is incorrect. Damn. You don't hit nothing but books. Get me? You be a doctor or or a lawyer, not like me. Oh, oh, Ta-da. my girl. No, I'll say more of the professional, Leon. But once again, who's in? As a lawyer and a kid, Big Daddy. Who's you don't hit kid? nothing but books. Now I'm stuck on Big Daddy. Can you repeat that quote again. See, first I thought it was hit isn't like a hitman, or maybe boxing. You don't hit nothing but books. You get me? You become a doctor or a lawyer, not like me. Not like me. Yeah. yeah Daredevil. Who would he say that to? Well, his dad said that to him when he caught him boxing. In the movie? No, I, was trying to, uh, I think he said it in oh, the yeah. TV show. You don't hit nothing but books, get me? You'd be a doctor or a lawyer, not like me. Yeah, I think that. I think we were right. I don't know. You can say yours if you want. No. All right, we'll go to Daredevil. It's correct. Yes. Now, who is in The Matrix and in the Daredevil movie? Yeah, it's not Ben Affleck. <sighs> it's not, uh, what's her name? That's yeah, the first Matrix, right? Not Jennifer Garner. Could it be Carrie Ann Moss? Michael Clark Duncan was not in The Matrix. Not that I remember. Um, who else is there? Go Weaving. Oh. I mean, it's, it's gotta be Lawrence Fishburne or Carrie Ann Moss. But I just, I don't see them in Daredevil. I don't remember either of them in it, either. Go we'll Carrie Ann Moss. Incorrect. Do I tell you who it is now? No, you gotta give us another movie. Oh, that the guy's been in? Yeah, it's Launch Fishburne. Alright. Third movie. First quote. If they can dye the river green today, why can't they dye it blue the other 364 days of the year? Movie's gotta be about Chicago. Something about St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. What movie has St. Patrick's Day in it? The Duck Saints? That takes place in Boston. So, they dye river green in Boston? Don't think so. Yeah. And next quote. Alright, next quote. Third movie, second quote. Well, think me up a cup of coffee... And a chocolate donut with some of those little sprinkles on top while you're thinking. So it is Boondock Saints. Is that your answer? Yeah. Incorrect. Third movie, third quote. Oh, it's from Bagel, not a donut. I didn't kill my wife. The fugitive. Oh, the fugitive. Is correct. Damn it. So it wasn't The Fugitive. What was the second movie? Fugitive, The Matrix. Daredevil. I mean, Jones wasn't in The Matrix. <laughs> no fucking idea who this actor is. I have no idea. Let's go Lawrence Fishburne. Is incorrect. Do I do a fourth movie now? Yeah, keep going. Ooh, this is turning into a Fugitive. Thing. It was in Daredevil and The Matrix. Fugitive, Daredevil, Matrix. Just about every noteworthy actor, actor in The Matrix. You guys are missing one. Who's that bald guy? Who's uh, who's that short bald guy? I don't know his name. The guy who um, turns on the team. Kills Tank and Dozer. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't remember his name. If that's him, I'm screwed. <laughs> Fuck. His name's Joe Pintoliano. Yeah, I wouldn't take I wouldn't have that. Stuff. You don't know his, his actual name? No. no. Oh, sorry. It was also, in, I was next one was going to be Bad Boys. If he didn't get that, I was going to go to Memento. So, sorry. <laughs> I knew his name. I thought you guys would have known his name. No. No. He still. Yeah. I was waiting for, like, I was like, if they don't know his name, if, if they say what character he plays, I'll at least give it to him. So, good job. Was good job, Roger, for branching that together, at least. Was he Cypher? Is that his name? Cypher. Yeah. And then... I should have done all his quotes. <laughs> yeah. And then he was... Ben Yurick in Daredevil. Yeah. And then in... Uh, what was the third one? Fugitive. In The Fugitive, he was one of the U.S. Marshals. He's the guy... Yes, he was. Him. He's the guy who gets killed, right? No. No, no, no. The, the guy who gets killed... Not you. Yeah, no. 
He's like he, the goofy guy. He's the guy that shows up right after he jumps off of the into the waterfall. He's like, where'd he go? And he's like, oh, yeah. the guy did a swan dive from here. And he's like, holy shit. That's him. Oh, I just got... <laughs> what? The other movie where Tommy Lee Jones is tracking down someone, but it's Wesley Snipes. Was U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals. That was on the other day. Yeah, that's what I was picturing in my head. And I'm like, well, the part where... He's in that too. Yeah. And so of I was course, because like, it's, yeah. it's a sequel of him. Of the future. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... So I was like, oh, part where he kills me, I'm like, wait, that's the wrong movie. Like, that's... But he doesn't get killed in U.S. Marshals, either. No, it, but the guy who I was picturing in my head, I'm like, wait, no. he wasn't in that movie. What movie am I thinking of? <laughs> Hold on. So, sorry I made it. Was oh, that too go. difficult? No. It, it... I, I, I would say so, yeah. I, I don't I'm know sorry. anybody who would know Joe Pantoliano. My bad. Like, there's, somebody, there's somebody listening right now who's like, Joe Pantoliano! How the fuck do you not know Joe Pantoliano? It's a Liz. Guaranteed it's Liz. <laughs> if you were able, actually able to get that, please give us a call at fuckpyutjh. I guarantee you Liz is going to be like, I got it. Even, uh, even if you know who the character was, I mean, that's all I was looking for, is if if, if you guys would have been like, oh, that was, it was Cypher. Because yeah. I was going to do the whole quote, you know, you, know what I, you know what I've learned after all these years? But you got the Matrix on the first one, so I was like, oh, fuck. He, he didn't even give me a chance to get to the next quote of his. So give us a call. 385-743-8854. At least it was a challenge. <laughs> even if it was somebody you didn't know. All right, moving on. We're going to skip over three-word movie games since Uchi Movie Game went a little long. I want to talk a little bit about our open forum subject today. So Marie and I, we just converted Cecilia's bed from a crib to a full-out bed. She's almost three, so it's it high time, you know. She started saying, I don't want to go to my crib anymore. And I was like, I think once she can say it's a crib, we should no longer put her in it. So we converted converted it to an actual bed. And she likes it. She likes the bed when it's time to go to sleep. You know, we put her in a room. We tell her to lay down. She jumps in the bed, puts the covers on. So it's really adorable to watch. And it's given her a certain amount of freedom, which we're, I guess, not 100% ready for. Because we wake up every morning with her opening up her door, opening up Sebastian's door and saying, Good morning, Sebastian! Hi! And like then the two of them stand in front of one another. He's still in the crib. She's standing right in front of the crib. And they're making one another laugh. And it's adorable, but it wakes me up every fucking day. And then at some point, you know, she slams the door on him. And of course, he starts crying. So now it's like, all right, we definitely have to get up because he's not going to stop. So as a married man with two kids, Marie and I were kind of talking about the little freedoms that we missed that we kind of took for granted. One of which is having full-on lazy days. Ryan, now that you're here, you're a single guy with no kids. We want to know the, the simple things that you do at home that you realize, man, this is something I have to cherish now because I don't have any of these things so do you have any of those and then when we get to Rodney you can talk about things that you missed about those times if you missed anything I mean you might be like no I completely love the life that I live which trust me I do but there are, li- there are little things that I'm gonna miss so do you have anything that you're, you're just like eh, it's sweet like I, I could take my time getting up uh, on my uh, days off yeah usually on my days off I have shit I need to do though yeah. You know, you know, it's kind of like the whole thing. When you're you know, a kid, you have the energy and the time, but no money. When you're getting older, you have the energy and the money, but no time. And then when you get older, you know, older, older, you have the money, the time, the time but, but no, no energy. So it's you know, the, so I, I'm at the point now where it's like you know, I have to spend my days off taking care of things. You know, otherwise, you know, being you get in, swamped. Yeah, exactly. And then I just get behind on everything. And then you know, you're doing laundry at twelve thirty in the morning, and. You know, you're like, oh shit! I gotta go. You, know, you do that thing where it's like, all right, if I go to bed now, I can get four and a half hours of sleep if I pass out this second. 
Let's let let's try that. So yeah, I'm there. But the things that I do enjoy, I think it's, I think my number one thing is that when I buy something for me, I know it will be there. And I know that I can buy whatever it is. If I wanted to have, you know, Sunny D, I could just go fucking buy Sunny D and come home and come home and drink it straight from the carton. And that's just mine. And I don't have to worry about other people being like, oh, you know, oh can I have some of that? Or why'd you buy that one? You know, I don't like that kind. Or, or you, you go know. to the fridge and the Sunny D's out. And exactly. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I so, want that purple stuff. Purple drink. All right, Rodney, what do you have? I don't have the sleeping in problem because uh, my kids are very much their uh, mother's children, and they <laughs> they don't wake up early at all. I'm the usually one uh, up early. Uh, well, what's early? Five, six. Okay, yeah. So your kids wake up at five, six? No, my kids wake up at seven, but I get out of work at eleven o'clock. Oh, okay. So yeah. by the time I'm out of work, you know, I have to unwind from sometimes an adrenaline pumped crazy day and I have to try to unwind really fast to go to sleep to wake up at seven which is like you know just barely enough time barely eight hours I miss long bits of playing video games yeah and that's not even something that goes away so much when you have kids but kind of goes away when you're married especially if you're in living in a place that really only has one main TV thankfully I don't have that right now but again by the time I get home it's 11:30. now I have to decide before I go to sleep am I going to spend ample time with Maria, who, you know, I hadn't seen since 1.30 in the afternoon. Do I catch up on TV that I haven't seen in a while? Do I finally watch the movie that's still sitting, you know, wrapped in plastic? Or do I get to play video games for maybe an hour and a half before I have to go sleep before the kids wake me up early as fuck? So that's my dilemma, too, is finding ample time for for even at-home activities. Uh, Another thing that I feel kind of goes away is mine and Maria's ability to just go like oh let's just go to the movies you know yeah. what's playing today let's just go to the movies see what's up can't do that everything has to be planned to a t let's go to the movies fine is anybody free to take care of the kids <laughs> no looks like we're not going anywhere so it's the spontaneity yeah okay. a lot of the spontaneity goes right out the fucking window being able to just say let's go have dinner is fucking impossible nothing cannot not be planned at least a day in advance yeah we drove past an applebee's today and i was like man be good to go to an applebee's I drove past... You can go to an Applebee's with your kids. Well, yeah, but I mean... But sitting down with two kids... Now, both of my kids have the exact opposite tastes in any food besides pancakes. Both of them love pancakes. Both of them love Rice Krispie treats or Rice Krispie cereal. But if if we make chicken... Sessie loves chicken. Sebastian, do without it. If we make rice and beans, Sessie really loves beans. Sebastian doesn't like beans, only likes rice. So now, you know, we're picking some out of his bowl, putting in her bowl, and it's a whole fucking thing. That and your kids might eat at different times, or it might be on, you know, different schedules. So it's, even if you did go to Applebee's, okay, one might be hungry, one might not. If one wants to play and one wants to eat, then you're kind of stuck corralling the one that wants to play because he doesn't want to be there because he's not interested in eating. So and even if they give him, like, crayons with paper, it's like, great, that'll entertain him for five seconds. you got to get there, order the food, like, get the food over here, get the food over here, get the food over here. Meanwhile, you can't eat your food because you're trying to make sure that they're eating their food and not just putting their hands in the fucking plate like Sebastian does. Sessie's really good. Sessie, if, if it's something that she likes, she'll sit down with a fork and just, mmm, every, every forkful. She's cool. Sebastian, you know, Marie and I have to sit on opposite sides of him. It's like, all right, your turn to feed. I'm going to take a few bites of my food. All right, I'm done. I'm going to feed him. Now you eat for a couple bites of food. And then by the time you're done, your food's stone cold. You're barely halfway through with it. You're like, I'm not even fucking hungry anymore. I lost my appetite. Then if the restaurant's on a the wait, then you're waiting in the lobby with your kids. And that's kind of, yeah. So that shit's right out the fucking window. So what's another one of yours? <laughs> well, I, I think that the counterpoint to that, though, is that, you know, being single without kids. Yeah, I could just up and go to an Applebee's whenever the fuck I want. 
but I really don't like going to restaurants and just sitting there alone. See, I never had a problem with it. I never had a problem eating by myself, going to movies by myself back when I was See, going to movies by myself, I could do, I could do that. Yeah, that's, even for me, that's, um, that's a little hard to do, but Applebee's is not a place you can go by yourself. No. See, I'd sit at the bar. Olive Garden is not a place that you can go. Olive Garden, no. But like Applebee's, TGI Fridays, I'd sit at the bar, have a couple drinks, and you know, at least they have TVs up, and I could be like, oh, I'm watching the game or whatever. Nah, because even then, sitting in a booth by myself, I can't do that. Because I'm going to talk about work, but when I go like out of town for business, it's like that's where I end up at the bar. But like, not every town you go to, like Litchfield, Kentucky, has a bar. (laughs) Shout out to Litchfield. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I walked into like actually two restaurants. Uh, in the time that I was there that same night. Hey, I'm just going to have a seat at the bar. We don't have a bar. What? Uh, what is this? A dry town? Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up, I went to Ruby Tuesdays that did have a bar. And then you have to talk to the bartender and it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. There's the awkward yeah. conversation. Yeah. And, yeah. And then, then I see, he's like, how are you? Where, where are you from? Are you in town on business? And blah, blah, blah. What else is there to do in this town? Well, this is the only bar, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll give it a second. No, I think it would be great. And I probably couldn't have done this when I was, uh, you know, single and younger because I didn't obviously didn't have the money. Go to an airport and pick somewhere. Just go. So, yeah, three days off. Find uh, somewhere that's about an hour, hour and a half flight. Go there, walk around. Like Mall of America, Minnesota, something like that. Yeah. You'd fly there? Well, that's what he was saying. You know, that's one of the things that he would do is he would just up and go to the airport and just pick somewhere. And fly there. You would do that? Not now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant back in the day. You used to do that by yourself? No, I would oh. if I had the money back in the day. Oh, that goes along with what we were talking about. Yeah, exactly. About. But it's for things that... Yeah, a lot, a lot of it has to do with... Even, even okay, even when Ray and I had something planned, you know, a lot of it was, okay, we have X amount of time to get there. We'll leave at this time and we're good. But now it's not, let's leave at this time. It's We have to be gone by this time, so let's get the kids ready by this time. Let's make sure the diaper bags are ready. Let's make sure all this... And it's so much preparation instead of we have 10 minutes to get dressed and leave. And you just get dressed, open door, walk out the door, get in the car and just drive off. Not, you know, is diaper bag ready? Yes. Okay. Are the kids... Do the kids have all their stuff on? Yeah. Do we have snacks? Do we have this? Do we have that? Yes. Everybody's good? All right. And let's go to the car. Now we get to the car, you got to put them in. It's like Louis C.K. said. He's like, I take my kids on a vacation. I put the kids in, you know, pack the bags, put that in the trunk, put the wife in the car. That little walk after I close her door to my front door, that's my vacation. Where it's nice and quiet. I have nothing going on. Everyone's buckled in. Everything's taken care of. And I can just breathe for a couple seconds before I get to the driver's side door and we can finally get chaotic again so i mean trust me this is not complaints against a growing family this is not me not liking my kids or being resentful at all children to me are a huge blessing my spouse is a huge blessing and i will never take any of that for granted and even if i ever have i'll never will again but it's one of those things where you know like like today it was just a hectic fucking day and it started from 8 o'clock or 7.30 in the morning when the kids woke up till, you know, up until we started this podcast. Because even the ride home, you know, I'm dodging between traffic trying to get here in time so that we can start the show right. You know, my daughter's puking in the back seat. It's like, what the fuck? Like, it was just nonstop all day. So it was just uh, something that Marie and I were talking about. I'm like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring that up on the show today just to kind of see where other people have their heads at with it. So I, I think that the things that I would think would be beneficial, you know, and, and some of my stuff would be, you know, more of the benefits of having a spouse and then the benefits of having the spouse with the kids. So, I mean, like, there's a lot of shit that I do, you know, and I, I do it alone. Yeah. And you sit there and, you know, you, when you watch that last episode of Jessica Jones, 
and you're just sitting there like, holy shit. Anyone? Yeah. No. You, huh. Well, I guess I'll see if anybody's talking about it online. Well, did Sandra you know. watch Jessica Jones? No. So, I mean, Randy's living in it. By himself too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's part of the other balance thing. It's like, okay, there there are things that we know that we're gonna watch together, and there are things that we know that I'm gonna watch and she has no interest in, or she's gonna watch and I have no interest in. Like she wants to catch. Do you talk to her about those things though? The things that I watch and she has no interest in. Yeah. I mean, in passing, it's like, yeah, I watch this. Like, oh, that's good. Like Jessica Jones, absolutely one of them. I mean, Maria's Maria's got her shows that she watches, but what's nice is I get out of work at eleven, I get home at eleven thirty. She puts the kids to bed at eight p.m. So she has a nice two and a half hour window, excuse me, three and a half hour window, <laughs> to just watch whatever the fuck she wants. I mean, obviously she takes care of stuff around the house, and she doesn't use that entire window to sit on her ass and watch TV, but she has the opportunity. Yeah. So I think that's good, you know, for the both of us. So like, by the time I get home, it's sort of, what do I want to do kind of thing. Like, you had your time to do whatever the fuck you wanted to do yeah. by yourself. I'm home now. Let's figure out if, if we want to do something together, we can. If not, you know, I'll be downstairs playing video games. You can finish watching whatever you're doing or read a book. She's real big on reading. She's reading the next in the Elizabeth Salander series, which is the uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and okay. stuff like yeah. that. So there are three major books before Steve Larson died, but they released the fourth book after he died. I guess from a manuscript that he had, like somebody punched up the rest of the book and they released it. So she's reading that. But yeah, so I appreciate you guys. Chiming in with your... Uh... Yeah, no problem. Yeah, like, on that note, like, I see a lot of uh, people get married, and it's like, there's always that compelling need to, like, do stuff together, and, you know, you, you have that you have the desire that it, as now you become a couple, you want to experience life together and share all things, but if you do that, you run out of stuff to talk about, and that's the stuff that, you know, you do on your own, that's, that's yeah. the stuff that you talk about, because... I mean... Uh, it's about having together time separately, as far as I'm concerned. Like, like, you're both around, you're both aware of one another's presence, and you acknowledge... Hey, is it right if I go, you know, downstairs to play video games or is it right if I go to the room or whatever? As long as you communicate that, I think, with the other person, I think that's what's important. If you tell that person, get the fuck out of here, I'm what, you know, or you go over and you change the channel. That's needless conversation. But I think if you're, if you're in a healthy marriage, if you're in a healthy relationship, you'll communicate like, oh, you know, so I'm going to back off for a minute. <laughs> I had this conversation with a, a few of my friends the other day. What is your view on couples that either A, sleep in different beds, or B, sleep in different rooms? What year is it? Is it 1950? Like, is it the Dick Van Dyke show? No. Do, do couples sleep in different beds? Yeah. I don't believe that. I believe I always have to give Maria a kiss goodnight. I mean, if you fall asleep on the sofa while watching a show while you're seeing to another sleep, that's something else. But if you're consciously sleeping away from one another on purpose... Like, I know Liz and Nelson for a while were sleeping in different beds, but that was because Nelson was getting up for work very, very, very early in the morning. Well, yeah, and that's, so, that's what I'm going with. I mean, I mean, you know, but that's, if I could afford a place that had, I can have a room to myself, I would have a room to myself. But, I mean, I have a huge snoring problem, so that's a whole other story for him. No, no, that's I, not a whole other story. That's something that, you know, it, it comes up. See, that, where, that's different. I'm talking about, like, like no, I, I need my own space to stretch out and sleep. No, that I don't agree with. No, that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, okay. not, I'm just like, oh, get the fuck away from me, you woman, you. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, no, I this is more that. of like, you know, couples that are very happy together, but, you know, either, you know, they have opposite sleep schedules where, you know, the one has to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning, the other one gets home at 10 o'clock at night. You know, I mean, and, and so, yeah, I mean, they do sleep at similar hours, but one's going to bed at 9 p.m., the other one's going to bed at midnight. There was a time that I was going to sleep at 9 o'clock, waking up at 4.30, and Maria would go to sleep at about 11, wake up at 7. And, uh, no, we didn't sleep in, 
opposite bed. We made. Did you ever get woken up? She was sure to come to bed, give me a kiss goodnight every single night. And to me, that's very important. Like being there for, because you never know, you know, like mm-hmm. if heaven forbid, you know, that one, one of the people passes in the nighttime, now you're away from that person. You're going to say, why wasn't I there? You know, I could have been near that person. It, I mean, that's where my mind goes. So to me, it's just, I want to be near my most loved one in those times of my life, which is include include sleep. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that's, um, that's another area where Adam and I will differ. Uh, on certain things, just for practical reasons, sometimes so your wife is not your most loved one. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you. Um, I, I've heard like, her sleeping like, like another or your snoring. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've stayed over at this house for Adam to know like no. about my snoring. Even when you lived upstairs from me, yeah, there are times I'd wake up like, what is that? And Maria, Maria, without hesitation, it's Rodney snoring. Get the fuck out of here! I'm a floor below him, and I can hear him like Rodney is no mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. But but um, also the whole thing on uh, wedding rings, like Senator, Sa- when we get home, okay, it's for me, it's house clothes. I have to get out of my jeans, like right away, and like into some like joggers or like a shorts, um, and the wedding rings off. Wedding ring is not on when I'm in the door. Just you know, it's it's a comfort thing. It's a, it's a symbol of our marriage. But when I'm home, I am married. Like there's no hiding the fact, and I don't have to show anybody that. So if I um if I take my ring off when I'm home, she's not offended, and I'm not offended by her not wearing her wedding rings on. And actually, to to take it even a step further, if we just run out of the house just to run an errand, go to the grocery store, or go to you know, shopping or whatever, she doesn't have a ring on. Not the end of the world for me. But I mean, I see plenty of you know married couples who are like, oh my god, you don't have your ring on, or you know. It's kind of a big deal, and to me, it's not so much. I'm big on it. Yeah, yeah. I, half the time I don't even realize it's there. But yeah. there, I mean, there are plenty of times where, like, I've seen, I've seen Adam catch Maria without a ring. It's like, guess you're not married today. I mean, it's nothing that we get into a fight over, but it's just like, where are your rings? Like, I'm wearing my ring right now. With you. But see, Maria takes her rings off. Like, I, I almost never take my ring off. Like, I took my ring off the other day because I was making, uh, I was making hamburgers. So I'm. I have my hand in ground beef. I'm like, no, I'll take my fucking ring off before that. I don't want to get all gross. But I'll take it off when I'm washing my hands usually. But besides that, no, it's like this This is part of who I am. Like it's, yeah. It, to me, it feels like a piece of me at this point. See, see, I'd be deathly afraid of that because if I were making hamburgers and I put it down somewhere in the kitchen, I would feel like I would never, if I forgot where I placed it. Like when I'm at home, my ring's off. It's in the box that we bought it in and it's on the dresser. Like same place every time. My keys, same place every time. When I, my wallet, same place every time. So when I need to leave the house and I need something, I go back to that place and that's the designated spot for it. Let's see that. So I, I have a buddy of mine that does not like jewelry. And the two things that he wears are, one, his wedding ring, and two, it was, I think it was, it was like his grandpa's necklace. And so when he's not wearing his wedding ring, because he works in, like, a shop, he puts it on his necklace. Yeah. So he always knows where it is, because it's not in his hand, it's on his necklace. Yeah, when I'm in the kitchen, it's always only in one place, so. I'm, I'm very much also that way. I, I don't have any jewelry that doesn't mean anything. I don't have any jewelry that's decorative. Like, all my watches were gifts. Yeah. Um, all my, you know, I don't, I never bought, I never went out and bought a chain or, no. like, a, yeah, I don't have anything. Like, I, have, I have an earring, I have maybe? one watch over there that means the world to me. It was something my grandfather gave me before he had, I think it was his last Christmas present to me before I paid. Before he passed away. But I think the ring goes along with, like, my glasses. Like, I've had glasses since third grade. I don't even... Like, I wake up, my glasses are on my face. I don't even realize I'm wearing them at times. So, to me, I think... You sleep with your glasses on? No. I say when I wake up, I... I put them on. Oh, you put your glasses in for you. Like, Whoa. Put your glasses in the shower? No. Do you have your ring? Yeah. My ring doesn't slide off very easily. 
Like, it, it comes off. Because I, 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 rem- I remember Maria and Liz distinctly having to get used to washing dishes with the ring on. Well, like, I, I feel that's kind of gross. No, the washing, I, I could see. But I think that depending on how you're washing stuff, the scraping of it against plates would drive me crazy. Well, I mean, no, the other thing is, is that you don't realize how dirty your jewelry or even your glasses actually get. Oh, yeah. I wipe them down usually at least once a week, full-on alcohol, just on the on the earpieces, on the nose piece, because I stopped getting the kind that had the little piece on there, bridge, like the little mm-hmm. two pieces, because it used to just get gross, <laughs> like, around there. I'm like, mm-hmm. Christ. So I was like, I'm done with it. All right, let's move on to, um, real fast, the next part of Open Forum. The uh, Ryan brought up that it's coming to, it's coming up to your mom's birthday. Yes. Your mom's birthday, who passed away when you said you were 13. Correct. And he was watching um, videos that, well, he mentioned in, in uh, Down the Rabbit Hole that he was watching Watch Mojo videos of songs that make you cry, right? That's what brought it up. Yeah. And the number one song, which I guessed beforehand, was Tears in Heaven by Eric Clapton. And he was mentioning that there are certain songs, certain things, certain movies that remind him of his mother. So what did you want the open forum topic to be about itself? So it doesn't even need to be things that make you cry, but things that like invoke emotion in you, where every time you hear that one thing or you see that one thing, you immediately go to one thing and then you're almost like entranced by it. Where, you know, like, you know the, the one thing that we were talking about you know, that brought it up and one of the songs on that video that I watched was the Mariah Carey Boys to Men song that, you know, apparently was... You know, I don't know if it still does, but it held the record for the most time, you know, most weeks at number one on the Billboard Top 100. Probably beaten out by Adele by now. Once we day? Yeah. Well, for me, one of those songs that always evokes an emotion, and it was rough because it was a big song and it was on the radio a lot, is Justin Timberlake's Mirrors. Okay. Because that was the song that I was listening to while I was walking through the hospital after Cecilia was born. So Ceci was born and I was just walking around and you listen to the song that's about this guy who's in love with, you know, this woman who's like, you're the other half of me and stuff like that. But as I was listening to it, I was thinking of her. Like, she's the other half of a piece of me. Like, she literally is a piece of who I am. So anytime I hear that song, it's automatically like, like even now, like it's... You know, I'm not going to tear up, but it, it evokes yeah. a feeling in me. So I will never not love that song. So I remember in, all right, so that song, One Sweet Day, kind of had me go through a memory rabbit hole. I guess it would be where I started thinking, I'm like, oh man, you're like, you know, boys to men. And then I remember my mom loved that song. And then I started thinking about other songs that boys to men did. And they had one song that was uh, a song for mama, you know, mama. And I just thought of it, and, you know, and like, was, the second I started thinking about that song... It was a soul food soundtrack. That was an yeah, amazing yeah. song. So, and I remember I bought that CD for my mom because she loved, you know, them. You know, she loved Boys to Men. And, like, I just started, like, crying almost, just thinking about the song. And then I listened to it, and it got even worse. I'm like, man, you know, like, it, it's crazy how thinking of one little thing could trigger one memory, then another, then mm-hmm. another, then another. And that's, you know, it, like, it doesn't need to be a bad thing. You know, like no, said. no. So... Sometimes it's just, sometimes you got to embrace those moments because you get that connection again. Yeah. Especially when it's somebody that you've lost. There's a song called Bachata Rosa, which was a song that I remember my grandfather playing all the time when I was growing up. 
So it used to make me feel very, very sad. And then one day I was listening to it and Maria walked in the room. She's like, I absolutely love that song. And before I started telling her about that story, you know, we started dancing in the kitchen area. So I was like, now that memory, although I, I still think of my grandfather every time and time, now it's transferred a connection between her and my grandfather, who they never met. I mean, my grandfather passed when I was 16. So it was still a long time before I even met Maria. So it's nice to kind of have that connection between the two of them, because like, even though yeah. they've never met, they're connected by a song of all things. Which is, which is actually very cool. Yeah, if you think about it, you know, because you have that intense feeling towards the song and having the memory of your grandpa, and then also having another memory that's also of your grandpa, but of you and your wife dancing to that song while thinking of your grandpa. That's pretty cool. Ronnie, you got any? Um, so back in let's say early two thousands, um, I had bought a, a computer like with my own money, and it was like the first actual computer that I bought that you know I didn't have to ask my parents and I needed this for school or whatnot. And it just was at Circuit City, you know, I uh, you know started really getting into uh, music, but you know, just buying CDs at the time just got super expensive. So I bought a computer, at, which at the time had a rewritable CD drive, which, you know, nobody was able to make or burn CDs at the time. I mean, this was like turn of the century, turn of the millennium, literally type stuff. So I would make CDs for myself and sometimes my friends, like compilation of the music that you know, music I wanted to hear because I had very eclectic taste and you know, I didn't want a particular genre or artist. I just wanted to put stuff together to start to hear. And I would start numbering them like, based on, you know, what I put together. And there's something magical about when I got to number eight, that just that collection of songs on that CD for myself and my friends at the time was just epic. And, you know, you can ask Sandra, you can ask Liz about it, because that was around the time where we started hanging out, you know, the three of us, like, in college. Um, just, like, random skipping class or just, you know, having breakfast at Denny's. So, I mean, that's, we found that CD maybe like two years ago. Sandra found it for me. And, you know, I, I have multiple copies. There are multiple people who have this, like, you know, went, went to school with. There's probably like 20 copies of eight running around that people randomly have. And I'll agree, it's a pretty good, decent collection of just like random songs. And it just kind of takes me back to college days. And, you know, when I first met Sandra and just driving around with sometimes nowhere to go or just hanging out. That goes back to <laughs> before you had kids. Yeah. Been able to drive with no destination. Yeah. yeah. Another one that I was talking about, and I actually, my grandpa is, you know, getting a little older now, and he has a lot of health issues, and you know, he's kind of, you know, he's hanging in there, you know, he's, he's still doing great, but, you know, he's had one lung for just about half his life now. Jeez. And he's there, like, man, you know, it's crazy to think about. It's tough. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I have a vivid memory of being at their house. They, they had a place in Florida. And we used to go every year and visit them. And I always woke up earlier than, you know, my mom and my brother. So I got up early and heard something from, you know, like the other half of the house almost. And so I walk over and my grandpa is, you know, singing along to something. I'm like, what the, you know, what is this? And mind you, I'm probably eight years old at this point. Maybe a little older. I maybe, at, at oldest I was 12. Mm -hmm. And my grandpa is singing along to Frank Sinatra. Nice. And at the time, all I ever knew, you know, through my friends was either early 90s B96 rap or, you know, pop music or maybe a little like alternative at the time. That was all I ever knew. So that, so this is what and made so, you yeah. get into 
Yeah. So at, at you know, I sit there and I walk over to him. I'm like, you know, what is this? And he says, and he said to me, and I remember it like it was yesterday. You know, you know, oh, you know, Frankie Blue Eyes. I'm like, I have no idea who that is. And he kind of just looked at me. And, you know, Frank Sinatra. Frankie Blue Eyes. No, hold on. Sit, he, he, sit the fuck down. And he walked over and he started the CD over. And we sat there and I had cornflakes with banana with a banana sliced into it. And he did the crossword puzzle and he sang along and we listened to the entire CD. And he gave me that CD when I was going back home oh, from nice. Florida. I still have that CD. That exact one? That exact CD, you know, the exact same CD. And now that, you know, he's in, a, you know, a retirement village, I, you know, we gave him an iPad so he can listen to, you know, music wherever he wants. I gave him all the music that, you know, he has on that iPad. And I made sure that I put that CD on there. And when I went over to his place the other day, because he was having a problem with his TV, he was listening to certain songs, and the order in the songs that it was, you know, was playing, I recognized immediately, and I said, you're listening to the first CD that I ever got from you. And so, it, uh, I still think about it, you know, all the time, and it, that just happened, which is kind of, you know, the other reason why I wanted to bring this up, that there were two times that I just, you know, I heard something, and immediately had just, like, a, like a rush of emotions, where it's, you know, you don't realize something could trigger that kind of emotion, where right. it's almost like a physical response. Response. It, it's pretty, you know, pretty touching. And you know, and I brought up earlier before I think we were recording, you know, each of your wedding songs, and I know that's a big one for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, how often do you hear your wedding songs? Like I said, I hear Rodney's all the fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good song. So it's, it comes yeah, out don't be wrong. It, it's a yeah. great song, and I I do like the song, so that's good. You know, yeah, I listen to it all the way through every time, almost like I have to give it its fucking respect every time it comes on wonderful tonight i don't hear it that often on the radio but maybe once a month i'll just put it on yeah with maria in the room i'll just play it and of course she turns and puts a big smile on her face i have it on my playstation i have it i bought maria it actually the rock ruined that song for me wonderful tonight oh yeah because he did the was it was that wrestlemania that he did it no it was just uh raw's 30th anniversary to vicky guerrero Thankfully, I'm not that big of a wrestling guy, so to me, it was just like, yeah. Well, I don't know if that would ruin it for me, but it just makes me think of The Rock. Like every time I hear that song, singing in a wrestling yeah. ring. Of course, that's a great song, and yeah, it's uh that and Stevie Wonder's "As," which I wanted to be our actual wedding song, but it's 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 not danceable in the traditional sense. Yeah. Uh, if you guys ever get a chance, check that out. I think it's an amazing song. It's just kind of funny that Stevie Wonder got divorced. <laughs> like, yeah. well, so much for that shit, dude. Didn't see that coming. I'm trying to think of, you know, there were a few other ones I was thinking of. And I'm trying to think of things that aren't, you know, like, too incredibly personal. But I'm like, you know, like, I remember the first time I really kissed a girl I liked. Smash Mouth? <laughs> uh, no, Trouble it Wumble. was... Uh, uh, Katy Perry? We, no. <laughs> I kissed a girl I liked. Well done. <laughs> No, it was Always Be My Baby by Mariah Carey. Wow, that's so fucking cheesy. Oh, yeah. The first time I really kissed a girl was outside against a brick fucking... Wait. The outside of, hold on. of a house. Did it happen to be on, or did you put on the song and go, okay? Uh, I was at her bat mitzvah. Ah. Bat mitzvah? Yeah. Sorry, it's a friend's outtake. It was hers? Yeah. So it was that, like, I'm going to forego a present here, but here you go. Happy bat mitzvah. Yes, pretty much. Was that at all awkward, like, at her bot mitzvah with everybody watching? Like... We were kind of, there were a lot of people there, and we were kind of, like, off to the side. Mm. And we kind of were, you know, we were slow dancing, and it's one of those things where people don't really just stare at people slow dancing, I guess. I mean, hope to no chaperones. Yeah, uh, I mean, there were, but I well, mean. Well, it's about mitzvah, so it's yeah, not like there's, they can there's pull a lot the of adults. Make some but... space for Jesus. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be even more awkward. <laughs> be even more, more awkward is if it was playing a girl, you'll be a woman soon. Yikes. Oh. Yeah, that... Probably because I'd be more thinking of Pulp Fiction at the time than yeah. I would <laughs> fucking soul I think, dancing. I think even more I said, awkward would be damn. the DJ that played that song <laughs> at a bat mitzvah. I would play that at a bat mitzvah. <laughs> you would. So, I mean, that or something about something having to do with the color red. Red, red, white. Puberty. Periods. Ugh. Ugh. Nightmares right there. That's something I'm not ready to deal with. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Things that make you go. Ugh. <laughs> Shout out to David. So oh, hopefully by the time this, well, maybe by the time the series, he might have a kid. Oh, yeah. Do they know? If they don't. They don't want to know yet, right? It's crazy to me. Not crazy in terms of like they're fucking stupid. But I keep forgetting. Did they, did they pick names? They did. I don't think they've revealed what they are yet, really. I mean, I think they have ideas, but I don't know if they're set on it yet. They might be set. I don't know. He's told them to me. I forgot what they are. So, yeah. It sounds like somebody keeps flushing the toilet. Or somebody's dragging something. Fuck it. Uh, or that the... Lawnmower thing. No, that pops. Alright, let's move on to the promotional segment. Yeah. Uh, also, to go along with the open forum thing, if you guys have any songs or memories that aren't too incredibly personal to you that you'd like to share with us, feel free to post them. Even if you don't want to share the full memory, if you have a song that you love, that you uh, think other people should love, feel free to post it on the Facebook page. Alright, of course, we want to promote uh, Facebook.com slash hashtag spelled out UTJH. Uh, the at UTJH podcast Twitter page where Tay Zonday is now following us. Make sure you hit that up. Maybe. He might be now. Yeah, he might not be now. Podomatic, Podbay, Stitcher.fm. And of course, you can find us on SoundCloud with the rest of, of the disease network, including you're going to get a disease. For your weekly news. Um, that just happened. For your weekly commute. Vagina dialogues. For your weekly female perspective. <laughs> Dust Drunks. For your... Blackout Dreaming. Periodic Drinking Games. Blackout Dreaming. For your periodic blackout drinking games. And Something Gate. For your kind of weekly drinking games. <laughs> Make sure you follow the Fuck All Things Kardashian. Because they need to be stopped. And I don't give a fuck about Kanye dropping music every fucking Friday. Doesn't matter. Follow the art of Nick Prohl. For it really sure. is funny. It For really sure. is really funny. Art of Nick Prohl featuring Dork County. Is it featuring Dork County? Yes. I forget what the actual title is. Art of Nick Prohl. Art of Nick Prohl. P-R-O-H-L. Check it out. Very, very, very funny stuff. Um, I really like it a lot. Thank we got our Valentine's Day episode coming up, so... Fall in love. If you guys have a good... We talked about penny dropping music. PDM, as we like to refer to. You got some good slow jams. Post them to the page. Maybe we'll um, talk about them on a top topic. Maybe we'll vote on your submissions. It'd be pretty fun. Ryan, anything to promote? Rodney? That's all I got. Let's call it a podcast. Signing off from the FTC, I'm Rodney Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And I'm Ryan Madigan. And um, that just happened. Nice. I had a great time. It was very fun. Alright, are you going to stop this shit now? Or you... yes. Get a little B-roll. B-Rabbit.
Ba-dum-ba-dum. Ba-dum-ba-dum. Price is right, Jingle? Ba-dum-ba-dum. Ba-dum-ba-dum.